His memory of the past was by no means dim. I mused on something else that morning, which is why I'm recounting the tale here. I was pushing a broom because I lived in a culture that sees little value in philosophy and gives scant esteem to those who pursue it. My friend was pushing a broom, on the other hand, because he came from a culture that gave great weight to philosophy. His family was destroyed because Hitler understood that ideas are dangerous. Hitler so feared the consequences of my friend's ideas that he did everything possible to eliminate him and his ideas. As you listen to this book, you are probably not outside listening in the sunlight or inside listening by candlelight. More likely, you are listening in a room illumined by artificial light. Where did that light come from? You probably got to where you are right now by automobile. Where did that car come from? There is probably no outhouse behind your kitchen. Your place of residence probably has running water and indoor plumbing. Where did that come from? I ask about things that were virtually unknown just a century ago, but that now we consider essential elements of everyday living. These practical things are there because someone first thought about them, perhaps while leaning on a broom, before they were invented or brought into existence. The idea preceded the product, which is how it usually works. Not all ideas issue in tangible products. Some ideas are harebrained. Yet even a dreamer's fanciful ideas often become honed into sharp concepts with massive consequences. Foundational Thoughts Philosophy forces us to think foundationally. By foundational, I mean first principles or basic truths. Most ideas that shape our lives are accepted, at least initially, somewhat uncritically. We do not create a world or environment from scratch and then live in it. Rather, we step into a world and culture that already exists, and we learn to interact with it. For example, few people today debate the virtues of a graduated or progressive income tax in which one group pays not only more money but also a higher percentage of their income. How unlike the tithe, God's flat tax. Rarely does anyone challenge the justness of such a scheme because it has been in force for so long. It is an accepted reality. When enacted, however, it was the focus of fierce controversy. Nor do we find much deep discussion about political or legal theory, such as marked the Enlightenment. Then, when the structure of monarchy was giving way to new forms of government, people focused on foundational theory. But today, except perhaps during impeachment trials, we rarely hear discussions of the difference between a republic and a democracy. Nor do we hear loud controversies about the foundation for law save when Supreme Court Justice nominee Clarence Thomas alluded to natural law during his confirmation hearing, and Senator Joseph Biden responded with a heated retort. Our country's constitution was established more than 200 years ago. This idea has already been implemented. Today we merely tweak it with new legislation here and a new judicial decision there. Never mind that we have tweaked the original beyond recognition and are in danger of being pecked to death by baby ducks. We step into the game long after the game was conceived. The rules have been decided and the boundaries set. We are amused when Descartes labors so long and thinks so deeply in order to conclude that he exists. 
We think it is funny. We think it a foolish waste of time to prove something we all know is true, that we exist. Or we are puzzled by Kant spending his life analyzing how we know anything that we know, when from our vantage point we simply know it. Or do we? Thinkers like Descartes and Kant are not merely gazing at their navels. Foundational thinking lays bare all of our assumptions, so that we may discover those assumptions that are false and often lethal. Foundational thinking cares about the difference between truth and falsehood, because it cares about good and evil. The ancient maxim still applies. The unexamined life is not worth living. To any serious thinker, and especially to the professing Christian, an unexamined life is not an option. If my thinking has no value in the marketplace or is